Philly uh, about uh, the negation of duality. Yeah, so non-duality is is not a place. Obviously, it's not a state. It can't be comprehended. Can't be arrived at. Can't be looked at. Can't be le- left. It can't be lost. It can't be found. Uh, it's got its incredible nature which we are of that's why the whole point is a negation of some activity not using that activity to arrive at an affirmation yes it's a negation of that activity that has a target of arriving at non-duality yeah it's a negation of that that's the point and that negation should stay pretty uh stable throughout what's ever said yeah it should because if not you hang yourself really yeah once you say there's nothing to do and then you put out a 10 point plan of doing it's you know you step in the shit (laughs) so there's one way and that's no way so if you stay with it it uh it becomes seamless yeah it's a beautiful uh direction because the real uh obstacle is the activity that may be desiring to arrive at this that this incomprehensible state that itself may be the obscuring of the incomprehensible state yeah that's that's the uh, premise of the of the message that's why probably you know, in the beginning, they just had the young lion and the old lion seeing each other's reflections in the water, and that was that. But, you know, you have to follow the young lion after he leaves the, long, the old lion and the, and the pond, because the mental state's going to claim to be the sheep that had an incredible lion experience. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's going to happen. And if you don't have an understanding of that, you're going to be looking from it pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, super quickly, because there was an assumption in my uh, thing that, you know, let's say strong Kundalini couldn't be claimed. No, that's not true. Peak experiences. No, they're they're such a high altitude, the mental activity can't reach it. Yeah, no, that wasn't true. (laughs) Epiphanies should have put an end to an end to something. No, that wasn't true. As long as we seem to be here, it's here. (laughs) It's like the tail on the dog. The dog doesn't actually know a part of it is a tail. It just every once in a while gets a look in the rearview mirror and sees this fucking thing and then tries to get it. (laughs) But it doesn't have a clarity that it's of the tail. The tail is part of the dog body. So in, in a way... This is the situation. <laughs> we're using what we're looking for to look for it. Yeah. So what needs to be corrected? What's looking? No. Uh, using it to look for itself? Yes. Yeah. So what's looking would be a fact. Yeah. What well, so and then there's another fact that needs to be negated, which is I'm using what's looking to find what's looking. Okay, there's the little bit of the rub right there. So let's look at that. Instead of wasting time trying to increase our 
lack of understanding by more understanding about what's not understandable. <laughs> yes. The more understanding you have about what cannot be understood is just more dead weight. Don't you see it? Yeah. It's just like when they finally say, all right, empty your pockets. You're going to have a lot of shit to pull out. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? You could be you could be in it. You could be in heaven already, but you got to stop at the door and take out all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Unload all these ideas. So it's just best to have an understanding that you can't understand it. Yeah. It's simple, eh? Yeah. That you've reached a level of futility. You know, it's sort of like let's say there's a five note thing. And you heard the first three notes. You can probably surmise the the fourth and fifth note. So if you've you've hit a certain uh, futility on these attempts to find yourself through yourself, yeah, I mean it could you could probably get the whole song in in the first three stanzas. It doesn't have to go on and on and on. Yeah. So there's a point of being convinced you're not going to get it. Yeah. Now something is crestfallen because it felt really special about getting it. And you know, but you'll live through it. It, it, it erupts and then it, it's like a grape turns into a raisin quickly, yeah? It just shrivels up and yet the vine is as healthy as can be. Yeah? So the vine is us. So, so you see these ideas and they shrivel up when they come in, when they come in contact with the truth. Yeah. Instead of having the truth try to be made compatible to that false assumption, the truth of non-duality just stands there, just is there, and just fucking brings all of the misunderstanding into stark contrast. It does, just by living, just by going through days, you get to see the reaffirmation of the premise that you hoped was true when you heard it, or, you, or it resonated and it felt like the unspoken yes. All I've gotten over the years is verification that I was on to something, really. Yeah. So this is a negation. What is it negating? Is it negating all doing? No, it's negating the doer. Yeah. Because there isn't one. Is it negating uh, certain feelings? No. It's negating the sense of being the feeler. Yeah, there you go. It's very clear. It's very specific. It isn't like no thoughts. It's no thinker. Yeah. So what happens? Because if there has to be no thoughts, then every time a thought is noticed, you're going to be exempted. You're going to be exiled. You're going to be put back. Yeah, you failed once again. But then you can cohabitate quite well. There's no cohabitation, obviously, but as an image, you can cohabitate in the space of thoughts. Yeah. You can walk a free man through the thoughts, through the crowd of thoughts. But as soon as it's your thoughts, then something happens. Yes. The whole thing changes. They all become burdensome. They're sons and daughters of yours. You've got to feed them. You've got to watch them. You've got to listen to them. Yeah. But as soon as you see that, you, that there is no thinker, you can walk right through the thoughts of a day. Yeah. You can. I do. I'm just walking around and some shit that would have fucking put me in a coma like 30 years ago is just what? You know what I mean? 
know, you just walk her through them. They don't bite with shit. <laughs> you know, you don't get infected by them, really. You don't. You walk through them. And, uh, <laughs> but as soon as something is said and you go, mine, woo, the whole relationship changes. Why is that? They, you don't change the thoughts. It's the idea of being the thinker changes the thoughts. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like my thought can ruin your whole vacation. A thought can't, but my thought can. Yeah. Why? Because we're the juice. We're the juice. We are the source of meaning in this inherently empty dreaming. Yes. So the dreaming doesn't bring a meaning to us before we give it a meaning to bring to us. <laughs> As the Course of Miracles says very clearly, it's projection, then perception. Yeah. So the mind is dreaming. And then as the dreamt, we perceive that dreaming and we take it to be real. And then that which isn't real can affect as if, if, as if it is. Yes. So now thoughts. As long as we're feeling the thinker is real, then the thoughts have to be real. Yeah. There's a deal there. The thoughts reinforce the thinker, the thinker reinforce the power of the thoughts. Yes. If you lose interest in the thinker, you're going to lose interest in thoughts. If you lose interest in thoughts, you may not lose interest in the thinker. Yeah. Yeah. The thinker. Yeah. So, you know, I hit this, you know, I found myself in a position of sharing and then I was, uh, I was open for direction because I felt I had arrived where I was from direction. And so I hit this point and I was, I saw that, you know, the pond with the lion and the young lions, a pretty cool scenario. But the more important aspect is what happens when the young lion leaves the pond. Yeah, that's what I feel is more important because that's not, that's, they don't cover that ground in the parable. <laughs> they give you the whack, but then you walk away. What the hell happens? Yeah, the mental state gets up. You think it's knocked out, but it's just stunned and it claims it. And now you feel as if, you're a sheep that had an incredible peak experience that I call being a lion. <laughs> and then it's woven into the fabric of the sheep story. Yes. And after a while, it doesn't stand out. It just it it reinforces the color of the whole sheep sweater. It doesn't stand out. It's not like a bringing the rest of the sweater into stark contrast, it becomes sort of dyed with the same old, same old, because now it's been turned into an experience. Yeah. And then you wish to get back to that experience. And this is the drag of wanting to get back to that experience. You've never left the being that was revealed at that moment. Yeah. That being was not an experience. We made it an experience. But it wasn't. It was a true revelation of what we are. That's happening right now. That's why it doesn't seem to be happening right now when you're wishing it would start happening just like it did then. Yeah. Because the mental state interpreted it into an experience. Yeah. And then you wish it stabilizes as an experience that you'll have. Yeah. 
that you as this volatile fucking I see only the past completely out to lunch wants to stabilize <laughs> and just feel great all the time. <laughs> and if I don't, I haven't arrived there yet. And you're never arriving there based on the premise that you've never, you know, on having never left. Yes. Yes. Now, if you don't believe that and you truly don't believe that, then you got to go to another store, you know, buy some spiritual hiking shoes, get the best fucking equipment for the journey. Seriously. Gird your loins with an original Ramana Mahashi adult diaper type thing. Go out there, meditate your balls off, whatever you feel like you need to do. And it's going to bring you right back to where you've always been sooner or later. But you know, you can't be convinced the easier, softer way. So do it the hard way. Yeah. I want to be there to experience my own absence. I want to get it. Yeah. If it means I have to make it something else than what I am, I'm all for it. I want to get it. I want to have it. I want to be afraid I'll lose it. I want to have a playing God aspect to it. I want to just determine it's coming and going instead of realizing it never comes nor goes. I want it to be just like me. Yeah. Go. This is a negation, plain and simple. You may arrive 20 times, but, you know, as soon as you arrive on the P8, the announcement is on having never left. All right. Then you think it's on having never left. One day. You... happy to be here. I really, in my broken down, crippled, recovered, addictive, alcoholic, (laughs) I feel a fondness for all of you. As long as we have a safe distance between us, it's good. It works. And uh, whatever joy there's available, It may be missed by looking for something, you know? That which you're really looking for may be right underneath your nose right now. Yeah. And it would be a shame, but it's not really because everything's put to great use. I love the statement in The Course of Miracles of, which explains all of this activity we're doing right now, you know? We're all dreaming and we're gonna dream ourselves out of this dreaming. And as we do, the dreaming's going to get happier. Yeah? Hallelujah. I can attest to that being true. So what's the worry? What's the sweat? If you're feeling so bad as, let's say, a new, get absorbed in one of the characters in Bloodline on Netflix. So be more concerned about 
you know, John, then Paul, and you'll feel fucking better. You will. But I, th I thought it reading the scriptures would do it. All right, you want to read the scriptures, they may be less entertaining. You know, all you need is a distraction, really. <laughs> That's all you need at the time. And hopefully, there'll be a loss of interest where you'll be you'll be like all the time distracted from the obsession of self. You'll be distracted. By what? By what's happening? <laughs> you will. You'll be distracted. You won't be a rapt audience based on, you know, the story of Paul starring in, in, the, in the live uh, interpretation of what's not happening. You'll be distracted from that. Yeah. Your interest and attention will constantly distract you from, you know, reaching the beginning of the anus tunnel up the ass of self. You'll just turn off. Yeah. Something will go, what? Now, and you'll go with that instead of, you know, an echo of you're never going to be loved or you're a loser. You weren't a loser, but now that you're old, you're a loser. Whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? See, you hear it, you just keep driving. It just, it just doesn't. <laughs> the greatest anchor is right where you are right now. You can't have, it's like having five anchors. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. <laughs> You're locked in. This is it. <laughs> this whole insane idea that you could ever be out of the moment is completely bogus. Yeah, you don't have to try to get in. What you've mostly been trying to is get out. That's the head. The head wants you to, is, that's why it made what, up what's not happening to override what's happening. <laughs> that's what it did. It couldn't thrive in what's happening. It needed to create its own freaking environment and its own atmosphere. And that's what's not happening. It wants you to breathe that rarefied fucking choking oxygen of it's all about me. <laughs> you know what takes needs 30 different methods to get into the moment is that which is what's not happening <laughs> what we're not and basically it can maybe you'll bring it to it for a half a second but its habit is just to go back into what's not happening why why spend any more time with that yeah why it's 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 spring is that way it just springs right back yeah. So realize that you can't be out of a moment. Then there'll be a stopping of trying to get into the moment. And one big fucking hurdle will be taken out of the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then after a while, you'll see it's not an obstacle course. Really, it isn't. Yeah. These things are taken out like the water hazard is gone. The hurdle is gone. Yeah. You know, crocodiles moving at your gone. You're rooted in what's not what's happening, not through any heroic act. It's just obvious. This is only 
The only place what's not happening can happen is what's happening. <laughs> That's the only place. It has no standing of its own. It has to fill up some of the space of what's happening with this incredible fucking, you know, me cloud, you know, like the iCloud with fucking Apple, but it's the me cloud, really. And the me cloud is all of what's not happening. And a lot of us spend a lot of time what's in what's happening in what's not happening. The interest and attention. Yeah. And anything can happen up there or in there. It can. Yeah. The beautiful thing, the beautiful quality, the antidote to what's not happening is always available. And that's what's happening right now. <laughs> it's the one quality it can't have. Yeah. And we are of that quality. Yeah. The only thing that entertain what's not happening is what's happening. There's nothing else that can entertain what's not happening. What's not happening can't, it's not happening. The only thing that can entertain it is what's happening, us. Yeah. How are you going to lose interest in the thoughts as the thinker? How are you going to lose interest in feelings as the feeler? How are you going to lose interest in actions as the, as the actor? You're not. Yeah. You lose interest in the actor, the feeler, the hearer, the seer, the taster, and then you gain interest in seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, acting. Yes? You're awake to being awake. The one solid in this dreaming is awakeness. In, in this event of dreaming, we can be we can seem to be awake to that or we can seem to be asleep to that but any anything that's going on the in the dreaming has no effect on what's so yeah so there's awakeness we are of it if we ever left it we're going back to it if we've ever was born into something else we're going to die back into that it's just a fact awakeness now the joy here is to be awake to that yes And then there's a method of being asleep to that. And it's not, and it's the idea there's a you that's asleep to that. That's the method. The you that wants to wake up and the you that thinks it's asleep. Both aspects are the method of having awakeness seemingly not being so. You're wanting it to be so, yeah. When that you is involved in it, that's the methodology. It has nothing to do with that you want to be awake or you don't want to be asleep. It's that sense of you that's the method of seemingly not being awake, seemingly not being awake. Why would you want to try to spend any more time trying to convince that to go against its own program? Yeah. It's like a Toyota is not going to be whipped into a Bentley. It's not going to happen. You can put a grill on it, an emblem on it. As soon as someone gets in it, this sure doesn't drive like a Bentley. It drives like a fucking Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. I'm stubborn in this one point. 
because I was open to be directed and it stopped me and said, hey, it, there's no point going on to all the subtleties of all the other shit if you don't see this. If you don't see this, you're going to be looking from it. Yeah. And then you'll seemingly want to be awake, but actually that seemingly wanting to be awake is reinforcing a lie about not being awake. Yes? How is that going to get out of its own conundrum? That's what that is. That's its nature. Its nature is two-faced. Its nature is dualistic. It can be convinced and unconvinced. It can believe it left. It can believe it has arrived. It can believe it went up. It can believe it goes down. Yeah. It mistakes experiences as states or or beings. Yeah. And then it then it gets completely depressed when an experience doesn't turn into a state. can't blame it on the experience, can you? It didn't promise you shit. It prom, you know, it came and it went like every other experience. A meaning was given to it. I have the one of the things you run into the most is people have a sense of awakeness and then their big desire is when is it going to stabilize? Yes. Stabilize. That's sort of like painting lipstick on a pig, yes? You're trying to make, you want an experience to become a state. You don't, the head does, obviously. When I say you, I'm not speaking to what you are, like David or Stuart or Mike. I'm talking talking about the idea of a you, yeah? Yeah, so... I'm happy to be here. Uh, and if anyone has any questions or any sense of, of uh, we were at a group last night or yesterday. You know, these misunderstandings are sort of trees that maybe seemingly have the ability to block you from that panoramic view, yeah? But you don't have to cut down the forest. A few of the trees drop and then you see the space and you see the trees are appearing in the space, yes? They don't have to go anywhere. There's just a few that need to get knocked down maybe. Yeah, that's the beauty of non-duality. It gives you an understanding that lets a, a clarity arise about the misunderstandings we've been living from. Yeah. And those trees drop. There's nothing grows from them. And after a while, uh, there hits a point where the trees aren't catching your attention, the spaces. Yeah. And now you see the trees as an appearance in the space. They never blocked anything off. Yeah. They're of the space itself. Yes. Like we used to do in early meetings where we'd say, you take a wall, I'm looking at this wall right ahead of me, and uh, it defines the space. Let's say I tear that wall down. At the moment I remove the wall, do I have to order a a seven by 10 foot uh, piece of space? 
Is there going to be just voidness when the wall goes? No, the wall wasn't taking up any space. When the wall's taken down, space hasn't gotten lighter. It's an appearance in space, yes? Just like we're an appearance in space. If I left this room, there'd be no evidence of me whatsoever except through memory. And then when I, and yet if you weighed the space, it didn't lose any weight, yeah? Because I'm not taking up any space, I'm an appearance in space, yes? All we are is space, all we are is awareness. We're appearing, there's appearing, yeah? And if the appearances aren't in exact location and reality in a specific geography, then you're of everywhere, yes? Yeah, all right. Yeah, you got two hands up, uh, Grateful Dave and then Philip down under. Go ahead, Grateful Dave. Grateful Dave and actually Lucas is here with me too. We're listening to you together. So uh, thanks, Paul. Thanks for, you know, taking your time. And uh, I appreciate you. I want you to know that. Um, so, you know, I've been doing a lot of work in recovery. I've been doing a lot of work in life. And uh, I come across a guy who follows a shamanic path and he's been giving me some lessons and he's come to one of your talks and he says that guy's on you know um how does intention fit into this all because this guy is saying okay yeah from your non-dual state connected to all things that are the power of the connection now we can intent and create reality this is a shamanic approach to this idea of being in connection and I just want to know, for me, it speaks of danger. It speaks of my will. Again, I uh, just want to know what your thoughts on intended movement as emptiness. Well, sometimes intended movement may have an unintentional effect, which is to, rein to reinforce the one who had the intention. We have our echoes. Yes. Yeah. Hold on one second. Yeah. Sorry. So that's, a time, that's my Bluetooth speaker. I'm going to turn off here. Yeah. A lot of times when there's intention, there's unintended consequences. <laughs> I mean, I actually, this reminds me of a lady a long, long time ago was always talking to me about intention and stuff. And I said, yeah, there can be tons of intention, but there doesn't need to be a one who has it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't want to have any opinion on outside stuff, shamanism or whatever. Yeah. I don't know the person or whatever, you know. Yeah, uh, it's, I, I think you see the conundrum is uh, the practicing of will from emptiness, from power, you know, and it, uh, it scares me. I'd go, Hey, I just want to be in my AA world. 
you know, uh, where God's oh, will yeah. be. Well, then follow that right now. It may be good, you know. Uh, shamanism isn't going to disappear. It's, you know, it'll be around, eh? It's been around a while. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, two things is too many, you know, just times it's nice just to stick and have faith in, um, in the downloads. Yeah. Yeah. So I find if you follow that, uh, everything has value. So if you go off on a tangent, you learn something. Yeah. If you do this, yeah. It's, so, and you can save yourself time also and expenses. But I met a lot of uh, shamans, a lot of people in ayahuasca world. When I was doing live talks, I, many of them in Canada, a lot in this area. It was funny because I was given a talk and I was describing, you know, how I would love to be able to go to Peru and take exotic fucking, you know, flowers and then trip out and write a blog about it and get a serpent tattoo circling up my, you know, arm. And then a guy came up from me and he said, you just told my story. He had a serpent tattoo or up his arm. He writes books about ayahuasca. He has a huge blog. <laughs> I had no idea. So, I mean, uh, one of the things that they spoke to me about which was very helpful from with the idea of non-duality is like there would be incredible events but there was seemingly uh when the event was sort of uh relived there was a self involved yes there was an identification as the one who disappeared completely which is you would imagine you wouldn't have heard anything if everything that you are disappeared <laughs> But, you know, just yeah. sort of, yeah, That's so I had, uh, they found yeah. it was helpful to hear the message of uh, non-duality. So they could see the claiming of the head of all those, because, you know, shiny events attract the head even more than a mundane, ordinary way of life. So it's mm -hmm. dangerous because the uh, you may be blinded by your own light, so to speak, when it hits the reflection of high-end experiences yeah but I... yeah it's been my uh you know i've had non-dual experiences through these types of things and i know you don't want to talk on outside issues but now that i've seen it i can see it you know you come back and you want to tell everybody hey i had this experience you know and yeah. and three weeks later when you're living in self again and you go oh man i need to take more to get back to that and it's you know yeah it's a it's another form of addiction so the head now gets addicted to like it wasn't so much my experience but in a lot of stories of addicts and stuff everyone's hunting for the way they felt with their first hit, you know, the first time they injected heroin or the first time they injected cocaine becomes the thing they're searching to return to. Yeah. And it's a fruitless endeavor, obviously, 
but it it can go to great lengths and people's lives get ruined here as an action figure so you know i noticed spiritual addiction when i was starting to go to different groups other than recovery groups and uh one of the things about spiritual addiction even when you hear it you feel you're exempt from it you don't feel you're the one that's doing that yeah <laughs> you're gonna have the, the way out <laughs> like a slick denial like people in recovery have denial or who are not in recovery yet mostly well there's a in spiritual addiction there's a slick denial also yeah yeah they say, I really understand what you're saying, but it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> so I don't know. I wish everyone the best, you know. It's, I mean, it would be fun to get loaded and have a, a righteous uh, idea. I mean, I would have loved to have the turn ceremony when I was out there using. And when the cops would pull me over, I could have told them I was... I was busy do, doing in a religious ceremony. <laughs> this is my sacrament as they took me off to jail. So, but, uh, you know, I went and checked out shamanism right. on a small Paul, level. I don't hear you. Do other people hear you? What? Okay. Can you hear just me? me then. Never mind. Oh, it's just you, Mike. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I feel, uh, yeah. So if you're, yeah, if you're using too many things, you're not getting, you're not seeing anything. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. I hope over time the shopping will decrease, and uh, you'll stay with a strict diet of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, diet of nothing since uh, for a while, you know, but um. There's, you know, these new modalities of healing uh, people are coming up with. There's a psychedelics and recovery group that's helping some addicts. And, you know, since I found you through my sponsor, I, I'm at the same spot you're talking. So it's good to hear this because, you know, I, I had a non-dual experience, not on any drugs. Yeah. And it's maybe the most powerful thing I've ever experienced. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, even most shamanism, like uh, my friend Zen Mark, he was with Carlos Castaneda and those witches and shit mm -hmm. down in Mexico. And usually the uh, the sacraments are for a hard headedness, really. <laughs> like people need to get that the coconut needs to get, get so yeah. shook up. They've got to, you know, take something. But it's not, I don't think it's meant to be a constant diet for years in and years out. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the big M mind will stand alone, hopefully. Yeah, I think Alan Watts was famous for saying when you get the, with psychedelics, when you get the message, hang up the phone. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Grateful, Dave. All right. We got Phil from Brisbane. Hi, Paul. Hey, Phil. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Hi, everyone. <clears throat> um, I've just, I just want to talk about, um, like, 
I, I can see that the thoughts that 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 sort of rage through my head uh, are not me, and and so I've lost. There's a loss of interest in in what they have to say. But it, it seems like the body has other ideas. The body seems convinced that that the yeah. anxiety is, is worth doing something about, and there's it it. it it manifests in incredible pain, you know, this contraction and, and the body in the middle of the night is just racked with kind of tension and and to the point where I, I wake up and, and I, and the policeman comes in and says, you know, um, in, in good non-dual speak, um, you, you're not the body, you know, you're not, you're not this, you're not that. And, and you know, so relax. So, but it, it seems like it's, it's kind of like, it's a second-hand kind of instruction that comes comes in, and, and it, yeah, I don't know. There just seems to be this kind of bypassing, you know, of, of what I of what I see and what I kind of um, or what I don't see or what I kind of what I kind of am convinced about. The body seems to have other ideas, you know. It's um, yeah. It's, we but the thing is, this is what, when you have a desire not to be the body as the head, yeah, yeah, that doesn't work that well. When you, and then you try to use non-duality as a way, it usually doesn't work that well, yes? Yeah, yeah. Because again, non-duality isn't what you're touching as the touchstone, it's your head. There's faith in the head. So the yeah. head is saying we can get relief from the body by chanting we're not a body or something. Yes. And then it doesn't work and you get disappointed or frustrated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you have to realize the fact is you're not a body. It's not mm -hmm. a, a just a, just at infrequent, unfortunate moments when you want not to be a body. It's a fact. You're not a body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now the head thinks, well, if I'm not a body, I should get great advantages and pain should lessen and shit like that. The pain may not, but the suffering will. But the fact is, it's you're not a body, not like you you just fell out of a window and you're on the 30th floor and the concrete is calling you and you're going, I'm not a body. That's probably not going to work. You're going to be super contracted and flipped out. Yeah. The, this is a this is a fact, an underlying fact that allows you to travel lighter as the experiential event, which includes a body and sensations and reactions. Yeah. It's not the body. It's not the head that wants to be a body unless it's un, super uncomfortable, then says, I got this fucking incredible philosophy. I'm not a body. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sort of suggests that, you know, the traveling light I've, I've been experiencing and reporting on was a bit of a delusion then. I, I don't know, it just, it seems like, because this, this pain rushes back in and it, the traveling lighter it goes no, into the background. It, it was traveling lighter and then pain shows up. Yeah. The pain showing up doesn't negate the traveling lighter. Hmm. Yeah, this, yeah. this is the thing. You're feeling light, 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 and then you feel heavy, and it's like, I wasn't feeling light. Why don't you apply that to when you're fucking feeling heavy? 
Why does the light always go out the window? But the heaviness has the concrete, concrete fucking fundamental truth of everything. Well, why is that? Because that's how the head wields the sword. It's not what you are, Philip. It's a mental sword it's wielding. Yeah. yeah? Light, 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 light. It's fucking unbearable to it. Suddenly heaviness arises. It dismisses all the light. And the heaviness <laughs> is always the return of the familiar reality. Yeah. yeah. Why does it go the other way? Why, do you, why don't you see the heaviness as, a, as, as totally invalidated by the lightness? You don't. The head doesn't. The head withholds and holds on to the heaviness and can't wait to get back there to verify its fucking reality again. See it for what it is. It's mm. desire and aversion. Yeah. It's not you. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine you've had a very light time and then you have the whole story gets erased and then replaced with heaviness arrived. Yeah. Always been heavy. It always, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why does it, why does your novel lean in that direction? Because of the author that's writing, it has an agenda going. Yeah. It loves chapters about heaviness and likes to forget the chapters about light. Yeah, and I, I can see why someone might, you know, take, self-medicate to kind of, um, get rid of that stuff that comes up, you know, it, it, and 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 it's um, yeah. it's very tempting, you know. Pain is an incredible experience. Just like when, you know, I was surfing with seventeen-year-olds, my knee went out. The next day, I was in a jacuzzi with seventy-eight-year-olds, yeah. and I was talking to them. And they were all recovering from operations. I was talking to them, hey, I don't want to get an operation on the leg. And he says, no one does, but pain is pretty, uh, pain is, a, is the big convincer. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. But what is it? What does the head use to convince you of with the pain? That's a whole different agenda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that what's that's see, that's where the suffering lies. And a lot of us don't know where the boundary between pain is and suffering begins. Mm. Yeah. The relief is from suffering. The pain happens here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Don't you see that joy in some respects is unnoticed as a body experience, but pain will suck all your attention to it. Yeah. That's sure. that, that ligament in your left leg. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There's a built in agenda already. Joy and happiness, very ephemeral. Pain and suffering, fucking concrete and solid. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. is dreaming. This dreaming is bias. Hmm. This dreaming is to produce, is to prove and constantly authenticate that the appearances are real. They're really appearing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, pain is very convincing, isn't it? it, it I mean, it, it, it's, it's very, it has a lot of power behind it. But, but you I want to leave from it, and who does it? So yeah. what happens? I can't speak from experience. Most of the pain I have that's chronic is bearable. Mm -hmm. I have heard of people, and I knew some of them, 
that their chronic pain was unbearable. I don't know what they fucking possibly can do. I haven't had an experience of that, really. Yeah. And so I'm sure if they're trying to use a philosophy as some kind of mental salve, it may not work. But I know if this has landed, you'll travel later through whatever life has in store for you. It doesn't mean you'll travel light. You'll be traveling lighter. Mm. Yes. It won't be as heavy as it could be. Yeah. 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 What more do you want? Yeah. True. Every morning I wake up physically, my legs are severely damaged. It could, if one just decided to go fucking south, there goes the day. Mm. I have no insurance that it's going to be okay. It doesn't look okay. It's all bent in different weird looking ways. Mm. Yeah. And yet I get up, put my feet on the thing and I travel lighter through it. Yeah. They told me life had in store for me a lot of traveling. The doctor would tell me your leg shouldn't travel. You can get a blood clot and you'll die on the plane. I took maybe 70, 70 trips. Yeah with that advice. I just felt that I was in good hands. Mm. And I don't mean physical hands. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, but if I was struck with chronic pain, I would try to seek ways of getting a little relief, maybe tea at night, maybe fucking, I'm a big believer in some other things. I mm. would do what I could do yeah and i don't know what it would be like at wit's end because i haven't been there i've been there after being run over but that was the whole different event yeah i'm talking about day-to-day super chronic acute pain i have no idea what that's like yeah, yeah. so i think so, for me the big thing is 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 there's resentment i shouldn't be having that pain because i'm, I'm supposed to be traveling lighter you know what sort of bullshit yeah you know? uh, yeah see this is the head splitting and turning you know the non-duality effects into a dualistic you know interpretation just be this is the beauty of it this you have an understanding that you can see from whence that comes from a misunderstanding yes just like when you talk and you talk about there isn't a doer uh that I'll just lay on my couch all day. You know, this is misunderstandings produce an effect and it's valuable to, so that you can see it. It's like seeing the emperor with no clothes. Yeah. It's important. But if you don't see it, that's just, that's the basis of your living. Mm. Just like we were joking about it the other day, you lose your, you know, uh, you forgot where you parked your car. It was stolen. <laughs> I mean, the head immediately goes to who was stolen? Who the hell stole my car? You know what I mean? You just forgot where you parked it. But the head immediately goes off. That's not you. If you get guilty about that, give me a fucking break. You didn't even know it said that. You were just so, and yet you're running up to claim I was the doer of that or the sayer of that. It's insane. It happened so quickly. Yeah. So, one doesn't negate the other there's traveling lighter and then there's traveling heavy in a dualistic expression the traveling heavy doesn't mean you were never traveling lighter <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or then why is it that 
then when if that's the case, why not let it apply the other way? When you're traveling heavy, yeah? Yeah. You're traveling light means you're, there's never traveling heavy. <laughs> why is it going only one way and not the other? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. A policeman's directed traffic one way, it closed off the two-way highway <laughs> conveniently to get his little story across. Yeah. I see it all the time. People, they're at a meeting and they're feeling great. And then the world starts with but, B-U-T. But what is it going to be like when I go to work on Tuesday? I don't fucking know. But here now, it's pretty chill. Let's enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Why, here we are, underneath the guidance of the new master, pledging allegiance to the old one. But what am I going to be like Tuesday? Yes? Yes. See it, it's all not of us. You can see it. Why are you trying to see something that's so far away and so so hidden? So it's, see what's right now. You can see it all. It's, it's, all, it's in all its glory. The mental peacock, like all of it. Now, yeah, you have the eyes to see. Hmm. Yeah. It's like I took my dog to the vet the other day and, and, the, and the vet said that he was probably in pain. And you'd never know, because the dog would never tell you. It never expresses the pain. Whereas um, I know I, you know, we, we tend to whinge a lot about pain and, 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 and you know, go on about it. But my, so it, it's an interesting kind of, you know, parallel, you know. But, but Philip, please, one thing, do not let when the pendulum of experience swings, do not let when it swings one way to have it negate the other swing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, true. I mean, it's, it's enough that, you know, it's just, it's the same, it's the same prejudice or bias in the head forgets the miracle in a half hour, but if it has one weird feeling, it thinks it's launching into a lifelong depression. Yes? Yeah. That's yeah. not an objective view. That's not receiving what's happening and responding in kind. That's mm -hmm. an extreme prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the selfing. It mm -hmm. leads and drives to myopic. It goes like that. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. Yeah. So I'm happy to see you again. And you. Uh, yes. And uh, the beautiful thing about pain is when you find a way to relieve it. It's cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I've uh, yeah I've had that uh, dualistic experience where something was really not working, and then it started to work. I mean, I couldn't go back into the water to boogie board for years because I couldn't put a fin on my one leg and you need a fin to, if you're going to be out there. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I would just try it and it wouldn't work and months would go by years would go by. And then this one time it finally accepted the fin mm. and I could go back into a surf boogie board in for years. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it was sort of like when I walked for the first time after months of being disabled after the accident, you know, I wanted to share it with people, you know. So when I got to my room, I made some calls, but people, all the people I called walk, you know, so they didn't really get the <laughs> sense of what it was like to be able to do something that had been taken away for months. Yeah. 
And the way the doctors were talking about, I wasn't going to walk. So it was a real fucking rush and it produced so much gratitude because I've always felt something unseen is truly the greatest influence. Yeah. And I was just so enjoying, I would call some people and they were like, oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one gift of, that's the one gift of a lot of gifts in suffering and stuff. It brings about empathy. It brings about a lot of, uh, it has a, there's a, there's value in everything really. Yeah. So, Yep. Thanks, Thanks Philip. You ready for David from Down Under? I'm never ready for David, but here, let's go. Let's give it You're a shot. You're always ready. Yeah. G'day, Paul. Hi, everyone. Lovely to see everyone. Um, Paul, uh, this is, I don't know if I'll be able to put this properly, but a lot of people have come and gone in my life, and I've, I've sort of worked out that I'm the constant, you know. Yeah. Um, which doesn't upset me or anything anymore. It really used to upset me. I, I used to blame them, uh, everyone else, for ending up not getting along and, and you know, they're not in my life anymore and, you know, that it create loneliness and all. But, but that aside, I've got a lovely friend at the moment. I've, I've known her for a few years. And so she, we, we hang out a fair bit and she obviously knows a fair bit about, about this stuff because I talk about this stuff a lot. Uh, you know, because it's just what I'm doing at the moment or trying to do or whatever. But um, she'll have this, I'll perceive, anyway, that, that she'll she'll put me, I perceive that she attacks me about this, <laughs> all this stuff. Uh, she, she says she agrees with it or whatever, but then she'll attack me. I, I feel I perceive that. And then I get this feeling that so I feel under attack and then I, I was having this feeling like I know I'm not this but it slips me back into being this I can't seem to do much about it you know and th- but then I sort of said when, when I can get some time away like and and, and, and and can breathe I sort of go no that, that's not it's not her doing that it's you it's you sort of sort of that's the way you're looking at it because you're this and you're taking everything personally and I, I just sort of wanted to know your spin on that really you know or if you got one you know yeah well that's uh you know the the biggest uh one of the first huge waves of recovery is to start seeing your role in things yeah so this is a example of that i feel yeah like i had the same thing let's say i had 15 significant relationships and let's say they could all be said not to have worked. Well, I was the one constant in all of them. Yeah. And <laughs> so basically finally checking out my role in things, uh, brought a lot of clarity about other role, other people's roles in things. Yeah. And put things in a much more, uh, workable proportion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of nice because as let's say, David and Paul were a camera, yeah, and the camera's been dropped a lot, adds trauma, and so its aperture is sort of locked in a certain way, can't really open up much, yeah, and then what happens, things change, not from outside the camera or the camera, but from 
somewhere of, you know, and then the camera's aperture starts open up into what you are instead of, you know, being locked to keep that out in a way you open up this way and more gets revealed. Yeah. So I would say that's an, that's an example of more getting revealed about something that has a, a little life in you. Like a, they call them a samskara, like a mental groove. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes uh, sense the way you put that because I was sort of sitting here thinking at some time today, earlier on today, that it was a real rocky, uh, real rocky road the last few weeks. But then I actually sort of went to myself, but not as rocky as it would have been a year ago or six months ago. You know, yeah. I, I just know, I just know that. You know, it's but even yeah. though it was rocky, it was it was pebbles. You know, not not great big sort of mountains. You know, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank. I've got a lot to thank you for. I, I hope one day I can meet you. You know, but um, I don't know why. You're not me guru. I, I always say that I don't like gurus. <laughs> you know, one of the nicest expressions of an action figure is gratitude. To tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> really, uh, that that's a very healthy. Uh, something that seeks for a balance, you know, the action figure and everything. It's one good balancer, gratitude. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to you. And also, I love coming here because other people say things, and I don't know them, but they say a lot of the same things that's going on in here. You know, it, 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 it's, yeah. it's we're all a lot, we're all the same sort of thing. Maybe different little perceived problems, but but sometimes. I think oh, I've got to I've got to ask Paul a question, and then it gets answered, like someone else a a answers it. You know. Anyway, yes. so thank you to everybody. I wish that happened more often, but yes, it does happen. Yeah, thank thank you. Well, I can help you there, Paul, because I appreciate that question. <laughs> Hold on one second. I was talking to someone else on a podcast yesterday. It'll be up. I th they're going to send it to me in a week, and you know. Uh, he was we were speaking about, you know, maybe the. You know, like there's a regulation of meat in America, so they tell you what it is, you know, the weight, the amount of fat and shit. And so in spirituality, there's vagueness. Yes. Yeah? So like non duality, it may be something other than actually non duality that's being presented, but you have to realize uh, a lot of people are getting certain needs met they feel that they sense of being in a community yeah they get a sense of belonging maybe these things that society used to be able to take care of they're getting they're finding in these groups yeah so i know this one lady who i really respect she would be going to these retreats and i would ask her innocently why are you still going to retreat says that's where i meet my friends there yeah that was the thing so you know, so this is uh this has a many splendid functioning, just having a Zoom community. And a lot of people here have met each other. Some of the people I met on Zoom came and visited us for a while, and that was great. So yeah, it's uh the action figure needs certain things. Yeah, and I I think a lot of spiritual searching is basically driven by a discontentment and irritability and a restlessness. 
if you felt satisfied and content, you probably wouldn't be looking for much more. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be making, you'd be available to others and contributing to things, but you wouldn't be laser focused on some kind of whatever. Yeah, it's really that simple. So a lot of our greatest, like uh, heroic odysseys, starts from the opposite. Really, we just want to get out of something more than get into something. So, yeah. So here we have a talk and there's a topic, but a lot of other needs and interests are being met by this, the group, yeah, which is awesome, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyone now, Mike, who, who is this? And we get the next one from down under, Stuart. Oh, Stuart, Stuart. Oh. Um, it's not a, um, I don't think it's a question. I was just thinking like, um, listening to different things, uh, on so forth. And, um, I was, um, and I came to, well, no, I should, uh, I'm probably not speaking like coherently here, but, um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try and put it in order. The first thing that was coming to me while listening to you was like, um, like, um, I'm fucked. But this is the greatest message I've heard, you know. So, uh, so that's all good. I guess a good, great, yeah. you know. So that's good. Now, there is other things too, like um, like I play a bit of music uh, uh, with a couple of different people and stuff. And uh, yeah, this uh, um, I don't want to say me, but they say this this plays out as. In that situation, I see this. It seems to be there's a there's a greater level of importance on on uh, on what I'm doing, placed on what I'm doing for whatever reason, right? So yeah, my ego loves that. That's all good, or you know, and and then I'll go to see my wife, and she's got three stepkids. I'm oh, not step. I've got three stepkids. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and my, my level of importance drops down to about minus zero, you know? So that's, a, it's really like life is a soup teaching us, you know? It's like, it's really wonderful. It's like this spaciousness of, well, you could be there or you're seemingly there and then you're there, which is the exact opposite, you know? It's friggin' though, it's great, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I think you were saying that about the animals, I think, something like that. Yeah. Life has clipped my wings for yes. a long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's lovely when you can see it, though. And, and, and it is. It's, it removes that personalization of whatever's happening, you know? Yes. The, the ball and chain has been my salvation. Great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually hesitated of saying that because of someone maybe listening, but yes. she knows what yeah. I mean. By yeah. yeah, but that, that's taken me a long, long time to realize that, you know, it's like, I mean, I, um, I, uh, what's the word? There's probably like a, a, a fear of putting my trust in someone in a sense of you can look probably you'd be better off I, I heard you say this before like people can sometimes be uh, better at looking after you than what i could do it you know? oh totally yes totally yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, and, and 
and, and probably one more thing, there's uh, what the David from Down Under said about when he's talking to his partner or girlfriend or friend. It's like when I, uh, my wife sometimes asks me about non-duality, you know, and, 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 and in the sense of I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucked talking about it. I don't think it's my forte. I really don't. It's like, uh, I, 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 I just don't feel, it, it's, it, 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 I can't find a word for it in a lot of times, you know, but you're great at it, you know, that's your seat of Simon, which is wonderful, you know? That's right. It's all about a seat of Simon, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and also I was thinking maybe mine is playing music with different people, and 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 that could be that, you know. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm happy to meet you, Stuart. Yeah, nice that's great. You. Thank you, and thank we'll you. We're down under. I got a. I got a. I have a long list of people I'm going to have to run into there. Yeah, there's Philip yeah. in Brisbane. There's David in. Uh, Fucking Melbourne, but there's a more else. I know a lot of in Melbourne. And now uh, I got you in, uh, what is it, Tulumba? Tulumba. Tulumba. Yeah. I've driven through that area. Yeah. I was yes. down in Byron Bay. So, yeah. Yeah. If I if I go to Byron, I have to find my hippie clothes and beads and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. like... But what was the place that was great with all the grass? What was that town? Uh, well, the grass. Oh, what? Dope or grass? Yeah, Nimbin. Uh, Nimbin. 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 Oh, Nimbin. yeah. Nimbin. Yeah, yeah. Nimbin's pretty trippy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I went down there about three years ago, I think, with some mates, and uh, we, we came out unscathed. In a oh, yeah. Nimbin's <laughs> a trip. The whole downtown was pretty trippy. Yeah. Sorry to butt in, guys. I, I went there about 15 years ago and came out pretty scathed. I was there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a trippy. Some people's lives were changed there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's changed a bit. I think there's a there's an element of uh, maybe homelessness and stuff like that. Yeah, serious yeah. stuff. Yeah, mm. I loved it when uh, the ferals would come down to the markets. Yeah, mm. they looked totally ungroomed, but it took them about three hours to get to that look. Yeah, <laughs> they were very ridiculous <laughs> in their feral look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. it, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's, 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 life is really uh, seeing it in different ways is really lovely. So thank you, Paul. Beautiful. Oh, you're welcome, man. It's a pleasure. Always nice to see the Oz folks. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank All you, right. Spirit. I've loved your music here. So. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you can always put some music towards us. We'll put it up on the website. No, I mean, just no. I mean, him and his, his uh, talking. Yeah. Here. But I mean, he could, if you want, we always are interested in new music from folks. So. No, this is this is never new music, but it's like I'm the greatest uh, karaoke singer, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fine. Don't worry. We just put it up to the website and uh, everyone else will decide. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Nice to see you. Yep. Yeah. Anyone else? Last call for hands. Don't see you know, it's, really, uh, it's really cool. We're go, you know, unless things in the world happen, but we're gonna be doing that Italy thing. Yeah, we've reached the uh, quota, and we'll, people can keep on going, but it's on now. We're gonna do it for sure. Yes, which is cool. 
Right now we have, I think, 20 people. So there's, I think, some more showing up. It'll be very nice, a very nice week. Yeah, and if you can spend longer, it's really beautiful down there. So, yeah. All right. And I'm doing some uh, 